0: Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies we can live claritin clear with claritin d designed for serious allergy sufferers claritin d has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better this double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing A runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin-D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin-D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I'm going to be straight with you guys. There would be no Human Hope podcast without any F Downs. Who's any uptowns? Well, people may, may say she's like a speaker, an author, whatever. I basically say she's like Oprah. She runs the show. She's got her own podcast called That Sounds Fun, which is incredible. It's kind of like, like hanging out with friends or coffee. She talks about her favorite food, favorite places, favorite people, all those things. But also, she is the creator of the That Sounds Fun podcast network, of which I am a part of, which is why I call her Oprah. Now, here's the deal. With her podcast, that sounds fun. She's got episodes releasing every Monday and Thursday. Who's got time for that? Annie does. Uh, she had some great episodes. Enneagram Summer 2020 was one of my favorites. She talks about Enneagram numbers one through nine. Uh, she's got a lot of great episodes, but I want to let you guys know something. She's taking her podcast on the road. This is a dream of mine, so I'm just going to watch Annie, copy and paste at some point, point. and she's going to be taking her podcast on the road on a tour to 12 cities. Okay, the tour is going to run June 10th, through the 27th, and you can go grab your ticket at AnnieFDowns.com. Okay? The nights are going to be fun. They're going to have a live podcast interview, giveaways, confetti. Annie loves confetti. All those things. But also, they're going to be safe. Okay? So, all local COVID guidelines will be followed at every city that she is going to be a part of. So, for a list of cities on the That Sounds Fun podcast tour, visit AnnieFDowns.com. Grab your tickets now. But also, please make sure that you subscribe to her podcast, That Sounds Fun wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's do it. <laughs> what is going on, friends and family? Welcome to episode 13, 13, 13 weeks in a row of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlos Enrique with the or Los for short. Guys, we are teenagers we're no longer preteens as a podcast we are teenagers, and i'm so grateful that you guys have trusted me with your time this week it is as of this recording it is may 26th 2021 <sighs> listen yesterday well, i guess it would be today as you're listening to this i decided to do another racism q a on my instagram And I would say this is progress because I would say that normally when I do these things um, by the, I don't know, by like the seventh question, my DMS are exhausting, exhausting. Well, Carlos, I mean, don't you feel like because you talk about racism all the time that you're stoking the flames of division? It's a question that I get. Um, I don't talk about racism all the time. I just talk about racism some of the time. But if you feel like I talk about racism all the time when I'm only talking about racism some of the time, that means that you don't talk about racism enough. And that means that you need to continue to educate yourself so that I don't have to talk about it all the time. You think I want to talk about this all the time? I want to talk about my birds. I want to talk about my kids. I want to talk about all the random things that I talk about. I don't want to talk about race. But the reason I talk about race is because we we need to talk about race. And we talked about it. So I've got a and uh, I'm going to stick in my highlights uh, from this week, May 26, 2021, where we dive deep into critical race theory. We dive deep into um, the definition of racism. We dive deep into can white Americans experience racism? We dive deep into can black Americans be racist? All the questions are on my Instagram at... Los Wit. L O S W H I T. Today's episode. <laughs> I mean, I don't even, I, I don't want to do a super long intro because I want to get to the meat. I have yet to meet two more mind blowing, passionate, world changing individuals that are connected in marriage to each other. That's a big, big, big statement. So let's just say in 2020 and 2021, Don Brewster and Bridget Brewster are about, they about to be your best friends. Some of you guys are about to be your parents. Some of you guys are about to be your grandparents. I know I got like 18 year olds to listen to this, but what I love about what they're doing is they are literally changing the world And they didn't start this project until after they were 50. They lead an organization called AIM. And AIM is Agape International Missions. They fight human modern-day slavery. Now, uh, modern-day slavery, human trafficking has become, um, and I think it's great, has become a trending topic in social media over the last few years. You know, um, passion does a big end up movement. I think it's amazing. I know the people that are into that. Christine Kane has an incredible organization. Um, there's there's just a lot of great organizations now. Le Grant has an organization that are doing really great things. And what 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 we need to be careful about is that we don't turn modern day slavery into just another Instagram square into just another thing that we're going to post about, but not do anything about. Yeah. Y'all know that I'm passionate about making sure that action follows our intention. Whereas I know that 99.999% of humans have great intentions, but only 0.99% of humans have great action that follows their intention. Right? So you can be, you can be passionate about something and that's great. You got a good intention, but if you're not, acting on that passion, then ain't nothing gonna happen. There has to be action following your intention. And so what 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 I just I get so nervous about when I see a lot of people posting about human trafficking, modern day slavery, is that I feel like, oh, they're doing this to feel good, but what are they actually doing? Well today we're gonna talk about what we can do. But more than anything, I have just found some heroes of this work. Now, let, let me give you guys a few statistics here. 40.3 million people. Okay, I need you to get that number down. Okay, go to Wikipedia, find out how many people live in your town. And then let me read this again. 40.3 million people are estimated to be living in modern day slavery worldwide. Gosh, one in four of those living in modern day slavery are children. One in four. Children, I ain't talking about just 17-year-olds. I'm talking about seven, okay? 4.8 million of these are trafficked for sex particularly, okay? 99% of sex trafficking victims are women and girls. Now, the Brewsters have their organization really based out of Cambodia, um, which is just the breeding ground for sex trafficking. I mean the country's unique economic challenges, its history, its location, all of the things make it a hub for targeting, transporting and harboring, trafficking, excuse me, trafficking victims. So here's something that's good news. It used to be the child' sex trafficking capital of the world, but because of organizations like AIM and the Brewsters, change is happening. Now, let me tell you something, a few things about the Brewsters here. When 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 I um, was approached by AIM to have a conversation with the Brewsters, I knew a little bit about AIM and I knew a little bit about the Brewsters, but I had zero idea that not only would my heart be moved and changed by their vision, but actually listening to their story fires me up. Listen, I'm a dude in his mid-40s. I feel like I've got a lot left to do. The Brewsters, I think I want to say they're like 65, please forgive me if I'm wrong, Sixty-six, sixty-seven. 67. They started AIM in their early 50s. Okay, so here's the deal. They now have this incredibly massive organization that is fighting human trafficking across the world. They didn't start until they were 50. So I don't want to hear no excuses from you guys about why you guys aren't changing the world. I don't want you to tell me that you don't have time. I don't want you to tell me that you're too old. I don't want you to tell me anything because these people, these humans that are filled with hope started changing their collective corner of the planet after age 50. So if you're 30 and you think it's too late, listen to the Brewsters. If you're 40, if you think it's too late, listen to the Brewsters. If you're 60, listen to the Brewsters. If you're 80, listen to the Brewsters. Whatever dream you have inside of your heart can still be accomplished right now. God ain't done with you. He's actually just beginning. But so many people think that when they hit a certain age, they can't do anything. I'm telling you, their commitment and passion and drive towards this issue is really inspiring. Now, here's the thing, Human Hope Family. I'm going to challenge you guys. I'm going to challenge you guys to put some action behind your intention. They're going to give you a few opportunities to be able to put your money where your mouth is. And you'll hear more about that later. But what I really want you to do is to be inspired by what they're doing and know that change can happen. And that there is actually hope inside of what many would feel like is a hopeless situation. All right, so it's game time. It's time to sit back and enjoy my conversation with Bridget and Don Brewster and ask yourself this question. What can I do in my lifetime? To see an end to human trafficking as we know it today. Enjoy. Here we go. So here I am with my friends Don and Bridget Brewster. I just want to say how grateful I am that you have honored the Human Hope family uh, with your presence because if there's ever been a couple uh, that That is the definition for me of what human hope looks like. It is the two of you. Uh, and I know that you would say that it's not you that's giving the hope, per se. Uh, but I definitely want to let you know that I see the work that you guys have done. And it is it is bringing so much hope to so many people. So, let's just start at the beginning. Don and Bridget, take us back to when your hearts somehow were shifted and turned towards wanting to deliver hope to people that didn't have any. Can can you take us back, rewind Donna Bridget, whoever wants to, to the beginning and tell us a little bit about that journey and that story.
1: Sure, sure. Well, thank you, Carlos, for having us. We're just honored to be here um, to share what God has done in our lives. And it started um, back in, it started 18 years ago. Um, Wow. It was... um, I was turning 50, and so Don took me to Ireland to see um, my ancestral home, but also to Cambodia on a missions trip. So, um, well, I
0: love that Ireland and Cambodia. Cambodia. <laughs> I like that. What, what, a, what a great mix. I love that. Yes,
1: it was. It was. <laughs> and it was so good. It was so good. It was a missions trip where Don was doing a leadership training, and I was just tagging along because he was going. Um, <laughs> And while he was doing leadership training, I was um, they would have a little kids' area set up for kids um, while their parents were listening to Don. And um, but I tell you, the people broke our hearts. Initially, when we got off the plane, I mean, the way they welcome you, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm back in Ireland. These people are amazing. And their hospitality is just so huge. And um their care for us and want to make sure we had enough to eat and were we comfortable and everything. And and the kids are just so darling and they're just so little. And whenever we leave a village, the a lot of the moms and kids would be running after our vans till we couldn't see them. They were just specks out the back window. And I think, oh, you're just killing me. Um, and we were home about two weeks and there was a Dateline special I'm talking well, about. Yeah.
2: I, I, need to, I need to interrupt yeah. one minute.
0: Yes, of course. You, then, like you, all yeah, great yeah. couples do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: Bridget's leaving out one point of the story she hates me to tell oh okay i love it uh, okay so we get we get on the plane to come back from cambodia and bridget sits down next to me and she goes i thank god we never have to come here again
1: (laughs) 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 well it's true it's true and i need a little grace and mercy because um i i was a girl scout but i never learned how to go to the bathroom outside with nothing to hide behind of course you know. And that was kind of the whole trip. So I wasn't drinking a lot of water and I was a little toxic. And oh, boy.
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it. No, I think that's a very important part of the story because obviously things shifted and continue to, to mold in your heart. So keep going, Bridget. I love it. Yeah. It
1: did. It did. Let she me didn't. say oh. one more
0: thing
2: because oh. I interrupt Bridget a lot. That's yes, kind of the this way, is way great. We work.
0: We're, we're. We're getting the, the whole picture here.
2: <laughs> but she looks at it like that was something bad. And it's a testimony to her faith that she with a place she never wanted to go again, she spent 16 years so far wow. serving people. So a yes. pretty cool uh, yeah. pretty cool guy gave I me love such that. a great bride.
0: You know? No, no, I love that. It's right. Bridget, tell me this. You know, again, I don't want to interrupt the, the flow of your story, but what was it? Why was it that that you would say that? What was so hard and difficult about I mean, I'm sure there could be a thousand things, but you know, when you did tell that to Don, like wh- why was it so hard in that moment for you?
1: It was, um, the heat that it was a heat. It was a food. I didn't like Asian food at the time, yeah. but also when we first got off the plane in Cambodia, I had an oppression fall on me. Like I never felt before in my life. It was wow. like a big, wet, dark wool blanket. It was like, I was like oh this is a bad place you mm. know you could just feel the oppression that i had never felt before but all that got so lifted when we're out in the country with these people and just they were just so hungry for the lord for kindness and for yeah. what god had to offer to them it was it was just astounding to me and just like i said just their kindness and the hospitality that they had to us like yeah. People who didn't have enough food were worried that we had enough food. It just, yeah. you know, was really humbling. But then to, um because we were in, what, 14 provinces in 10 days, and okay. nobody was ever talking about sex trafficking. Um, right. There was a lot we knew that was wrong and that they needed help with, but not that. And it was when we were home about two weeks and saw the Dateline special talking about children for sale right where we had been and. Nobody was talking about it. Literally right where you
0: guys had been. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: So that was when we thought, oh, we've got to do something. So we went back on an investigative trip to see what was needed. And the biggest thing that we saw was it was uh, quality aftercare uh, needed for girls that were rescued. Because at the time, um, the few centers that were there, they were just full and there's no place to put them. So they were either... um, Back on the street, or they're put in prison where it was co-ed, so they're in there with rapists and murderers, and it's like, yeah, ugh,
0: this has got to change. Yeah. Tell me, tell yeah. me this. Uh, rewind a little bit back to uh, your home. You see this Dateline special, and t- t- tell us a little bit. Maybe unpack that part of the story a little bit more. Where something just jarred your soul, and you said, "We've got to do something."
2: well the the uh, when we learned what it was happening to the little kids you know I mean you can't you can't imagine like we yeah. we've worked with kids now that we have a better idea but at that point it was just shocking to us the idea that some guy would travel to this country mm. To purchase a little girl. I mean, some as young as four years old.
0: Wow. And
2: and, I mean, you know, they're raping these kids. Yeah. They pay a few bucks to rape these kids. And, you know, we have four kids. We have 12 grandkids. And we thought, like, you know, wonder if somebody was hurting one of our kids and they could do something, right? Yeah. So we wanted to see if there was something that, you know, is there something that, that we could do to make a difference to, to help some of these kids, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, that makes sense. And so the, the seed is planted in your hearts. You begin to research, you begin to look like, and you begin to find some of this data that, wow, like they're putting them in prison. They're putting them in jails. They're, there, there's no rehab. There's no helping them. There's no rescuing them. Um, take us from that point
2: on. The um, so we, we, went back with the team and we never thought we were going to move there so we had all these experts everything from security type people to therapists and we met with all these different government officials and we met with all these different ngos and and it became clear that that was aftercare what was needed but there was also something that happened that that almost sent us back we Every NGO and the government actually said, "Yeah, we need help, right?" Mm. But the last NGO we talked to, which was a big one, they sat us down and it was like we were being interrogated. Like, oh I wow! Felt like they, they were asking, "Like, uh, do you uh, are you a doctor? Uh, are you a therapist? Are you like, this? Are you that?" And it was like, "No, no, no, no." no. no. And <laughs> None they, of
1: those.
2: And they said, "You know what? You should do." go home, send a check, and never come back. Let the big dogs take
1: care of it.
2: That was the exact words that they said to us. So, uh, But God straightened us out on the plane, like, you know, who are we going to listen to, right? That's Uh, right. That's right. Right. (laughs) But still, we thought, like, it wasn't going to be us. So with all the information we gathered, we came back, and we developed a plan for opening an aftercare. Right. We had all this input and we went to a. we were actually on staff at a large church. And so uh, I I got the chance to speak on on a weekend and and invited people to come to a um, an opportunity to hear about what they could do in Cambodia. And we had like 300 people turn up to the meeting. Wow. and if I do say so myself, it was an outstanding, compassionate, heart-rendering presentation that was made for which no one signed up.
0: Wow. Out of 300. Out of 300 is, people,
2: I, nobody signed up. Nobody signed up. And and then it's began, we began to think, well, it can't be us, can it? Wow. I mean, you know. uh, okay
0: so so what what i mean why did why did nobody sign up like like what was the what do you feel is the palpable was it was it just a fear of 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 looking at something that they don't want to see
1: well they wanted information on it but nobody wanted Uh, to go implement the plan and i think it it. was you know it's a little you know
2: well it the more like a lot of people you know, when they talk to us and they say, oh, you work in Cambodia. That's South America, right? Uh, <laughs> so, right? So people don't even know. But yeah. what the other thing that we found out is, like, as we researched, is we're thinking, like, could it be us? And we studied in, and learned about the Khmer Rouge, right? That just tore their country apart.
0: So I mean, so tell tell us a little bit about that for the listeners that may not know.
2: So the... Um, the Khmer, the Khmer Rouge had this idea that they, that they were going to build a, uh, agrarian utopia, right? they okay. uh, they were backed by the Chinese communists and they came in and they got rid of everything money who owned the land. Um, and they determined that, uh, they would just be rice farmers and prov- the country would be just rice farmers. But uh, and they made a commitment to export so much rice. Wow. And but as they emptied the city like Phnom Penh with over a million in a couple of days, it was empty, right? There's no nobody period. in there. Wow. And, and what what they were saying is doctors, lawyers, teachers, they would be the new farmers. Were well, they unreal? Yeah, and they weren't very good farmers. And right. Yeah. Right. And so they didn't grow enough rice, and um, they still exported it. But people began literally starving because there wasn't enough food. And so the response was, "It's the people that are westernized; these okay. people with educations." Yeah. So it's a, unique in the history of the world the genocide that happened there, because you know normally there's two sides and a side wins. Yep this was across the entire country the educated class was executed wow across the entire country so they're gone next year happens wow. they still don't do the rice right there's no rice they grow enough rice and then they determined it was the religious class and wow. so across the entire country they execute the the buddhist monks they burn pagodas, they uh, burn the books. And, you know, some people would argue maybe that, uh, you know, there's not the power of Christ in Buddhism, but there's a great moral compass in Buddhism. Yeah. And now that was destroyed across the entire country. Wow. And another year passes, right? Another year passes, and still they're, they're not, of course, growing any more rice. Yeah. And they decide it's families, that it's the government. The government should be the ones that's going to be the family. Wow. They separate men into one camp, women into another, and children and still another camp all across the country. What year is this? This is from 75 to 79. Wow. And Mind-blowing. Yeah, it is crazy, right, that this could happen. And, and so what ends up happening is uh, the families are destroyed across the entire country. There's even children who are used to spy on and even be involved in torturing and executing their own parents. Wow. So imagine you have a country, the moral compass is gone, the educated class is gone, and there's no family there. Yeah, no no family units. Right? You had abject poverty, you had a corrupt government. Yeah. And then it didn't end with the Khmer Rouge. Cause the Vietnamese defeated the Khmer Rouge and took over Cambodia for 10 years. Wow. And so it, it continued in the, the, I mean, the suffering is incredible, right? And 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 still today, all those things impact. I mean, it it was actually the nineties before the civil war actually stopped. So, it's a it's uh, it's an incredibly. I I would argue. Of course, I, probably everybody that works in another country would argue yeah. theirs is the most difficult. Yeah. But it isn't. It isn't the worst poverty in the world. There's poverty, but it isn't the worst. But spiritually speaking,
0: yeah.
2: Right. Th- what's happened to that country has put such an oppression on it. Yeah. That I don't think there's a more difficult place in the world, from a spiritual standpoint, to work.
0: Wow, that I that I actually I love that that you brought that up because I do feel like that lays a foundation for what um for for what to, what you're fighting now like like what's what's happening now like where uh, why I always think it's important again as we're searching for uh, as we're telling stories to to know the why to know the runway uh, and why the plane can't take off right and yeah. um, and I think you've laid that out pretty well and so you 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 come back you are. Um, you have your meeting with 300 people. People are like, "Nah, peace." Like, I'm out. Like that. that you, okay. you guys have, you know, have a good time. Uh, and then, I mean, was it? You know, uh, there there's some dreamers listening to this podcast right now that are like, you know, they've been in front of their 300 people, and their 300 people have been like, "Nope, I'm not going to do it." And they're 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 thinking, "Well, maybe maybe this isn't. Maybe I heard wrong. Maybe maybe God didn't call me, you know, to do this." Tell us about the next step, Bridget, as to like, what was the next thing that you stepped into in order to fulfill this mission?
1: Well, we started praying and fasting and asking God, because I just said, you have to write it in the sky, just about for me to let me know what you want us to do. And, um, as we prayed and spent more and more time with the Lord and, um, we went, we were celebrating our anniversary. We were going to our favorite Italian restaurant, and we said, um, when we sit down that night, we'll sit down and say, yay or nay, how do you feel God calling us? And we sat down at the table, and we looked at each other, and we went, yes. And that was it. So we said, okay, we're going to go. You know, and it's all God. It was all God leading us, because I was really happy at the church we were at. And, yeah. You know, it was, it was wonderful. We we're very comfortable, but. God had really broken our hearts for this. So we um, sold our house and just packed up a few family items and photos and and we went over.
0: And you went. You just. And we
1: went. We went. And we were empty nesters at the time. So it made yeah. it easier for us <laughs> yeah. to do that.
0: Well, that was, I mean, a little, little aside here. This was 18 years ago, your empty nesters. Um, you guys have the greatest DNA on planet earth because you do not look like you've been empty nesters for 18 <laughs> years. So, <laughs> so th- th- that's, that's just a simple aside, but you, you go there, you land, what's, what's step one. You're like th- this, there's oppression here. There's victims, there's trafficking. Wh- where, do, where does, Dudon do and Bridget go day one? What do you do? You guys are for sure going to want to make sure you stay tuned to the rest of this conversation coming up in just a minute. But first, let me talk about one of my favorite sponsors on the show, BetterHelp, betterhelp.com slash human hope. You guys have been actually going to this website and I'm getting messages from you guys telling me how incredible the therapists are that you're finding. Therapists on the internet. Let's talk about it. What interferes with your happiness? What's something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, it's been like the lies that I believe. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's really convenient. You can actually start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Now, what is this not? It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's a professional counseling website done securely online you'll be able to do this via phone or video all without ever having to sit in a waiting room of a counseling center trust me I know and hope that nobody you knows comes walking in uh, it's available to people all over the planet uh, whatever it is depression stress anxiety relationships sleep trauma all the things it's convenient professional all you guys got to do is head over to betterhelp.com slash human hope and you as a listener are gonna get 10% off your first month. Do that. Join over one million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelphelp.com slash human hope.
1: We drove around Phnom Penh looking for what would be a good house to set up okay. for this aftercare facility. And actually that first day we found it, um, we talked with this uh, landlady who she, when well, we first pulled onto the property, it's got a big pool, it's fruit trees all over, a yard, and it's this villa. And I'm like, oh, we can't. Oh no, this would be wonderful, but we can't afford this. But when she found out what we were doing, she liked that and she lowered the rent so we could wow. afford to move in and start. Wow. So that was another miracle that day. And um, it was funny because we we stayed in a hotel for a couple of weeks. Um, and we got to know some of the street kids that were around the riverfront in Phnom Penh. Um, and there's an interesting story out. I, I don't know if I can tell you. Yes, yes tell, tell it. Tell it. Yeah, tell it. It's good. Okay, because you're going to edit this. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we were going out to sign... Um, some government papers, and there's this one little girl that every day we buy books from her and little bracelets. And we're on our way to this government meeting. She stops and she goes, you buy my book. And I said, I bought everything, we've got to go. She goes, no, you buy my book now. And I said, well, when I come back, I'll buy something because we're in a hurry, we've got to go. And as I'm getting in the van, she goes, well, fuck you, you. Fuck. And I was going to turn back to get her. And, and I said, come on, we're late. Oh my gosh! And then then we get back that night, and I don't see her again. I thought, you know, because I wanted to have a little talk with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was funny. We were open, maybe a year.
2: It was a year later. A year
1: later, this little girl comes wandering onto our property, you know, brought in by social workers. And I went, "Oh, hi, you know, welcome. You're new here." She goes, "I know you." And I said, "You do? Where do do I know you from? Where?" And she went. And she went running away. And then I thought, Oh no. I know you too. It's F- uh, you, you That's
0: That's amazing. That is, that, it, it's, and and did you catch her? Did she
1: come back? A couple of days later, she oh, came okay. up and she says, I'm so sorry.
0: Oh my gosh. That is amazing. No, I love
1: that. Story. What, what
0: it does is it brings, again, it brings the truth of the humanity of who it is that, that, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to be there for. And, um, tell us a little bit about uh, you know about this home that you opened about the early days of of you know you you show up you're like okay we've got a property now uh you said you have social workers you're you know like how did those some of those connections begin to happen and who were these obviously being um uh discreet but like like who were some of the these these young girls or boys or whoever that were, were coming and what did the care begin to look like for them
2: the uh well, when we, to get started, uh, I'll throw in one one other story that that's kind of cool, yeah. and you you can edit it out, then, obviously, <laughs> so the uh, language. So we so to open up, we knew there was no trained staff that we would. So our plan was to hire staff and then train yeah. for a full year, and and during that time, we'd hired the staff. We were a couple of months from opening,
0: okay.
2: and we had a commitment uh, for 250,000, which we needed to go forward. Yep. And I got an email that says, we're not gonna be able to meet our full commitment. Wow. And so I wrote back, well, how much will you be able to? And they said, nothing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're thinking, what? You know, maybe we weren't supposed to come. We have this great staff. It's all trained. We're ready to take girls. And for a couple of days, we just like we prayed. And we're considering, like, how do we close it? Right. And in the middle of the night, about three in the morning, I get this phone call. And, you know, wakes me up. I'm a little groggy. And the guy on the other end says, hey, did I wake you up? And I said, yeah. And, you know, he thinks I'm in America. Yeah, I said oh, yeah. I said yeah. It's you know three a.m. here. Are you? He goes. Are you in Cambodia already? I said yeah, yeah. We're in Cambodia. He goes. Oh, hey, uh, can you have somebody? I got a check for you. Uh, can you have somebody come and pick it up? And I said yeah, sure. And he goes, it's two hundred fifty thousand, so they should get over here right away.
0: No way. way.
2: And I mean, we could we could bore you with the stories like that, but so that That's came in
0: amazing.
2: So the, so the girls, you know, we, we work, uh, initially when we started with this home, we work just with the girls Yeah. and you know, when they come in, uh, they're like F you, you ever, yeah. uh, right. In attitude and, and they should be right. Like their mo- most of the girls that come, their mother sold them. Yeah. Right. They're
0: angry. Yeah.
2: Right. Everybody that they're supposed to trust has hurt them. And so they come in and, and, but when you hear the stories, right, when they go through therapy, and you see what happened to them. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's in the middle of the number of times a girl would be raped every day is 20. No way. So imagine an 11 year old girl. 20 times a day, what that would do to like, how could you ever get over it? Right? Forget, forget, forget that you're angry when you come in. How do you ever get over that pain? Yeah. And they come in and, and you know, we have therapy, we have cutting edge therapy. But I think, I think what we've learned is that therapies is sometimes psychiatry and medication is needed. But that's not enough. Mm. Right, right, right. That that can bring you to the becoming a survivor. Absolutely. Right, Absolutely. you can live, but you can't thrive. Yes. With this one girl, it, it, uh, one of our first and one of our worst. Um, she's going through therapy. She she's getting there, but all the time, we're telling her, "You're special." Mm. You know, and and there's a video of her explaining this we say, You're special, you're special. And and she tells her story on this video, and she says, Every day, every day, Don would tell me I'm special, but I don't believe him.
0: Wow. Wow. But
2: now I know I'm special. Wow. Right? And the reason she knew she was special, yeah, is because she got that extra that we need, need. Yes, She found a family. Like we yeah. all need right a family. Yeah. She found a family. Yeah. She she was loved unconditionally. Yeah. And she found a purpose beyond herself. When right. she when she got reintegrated right now she she's loving Jesus now. Yeah. Uh. She, uh, she first thing she wants to do is go to a uh, uh, a, a conference for uh, young missionaries in uh, Malaysia. Yeah. She fundraises herself to go. Wow. Right. And it's for three months. We go visit her. It was so, it, we were so proud of her. And she was so proud, like, that <laughs> somebody would come and see her. You know, it's so yeah. cool. Yeah. But then she wants to help other girls, right? Yeah. Today, she goes back in the brothels. No way! And helps lead girls out is so stinking cool. Wow! Wow! She's when she married. finally
0: got that. That when she finally got that family, right? Yeah, right.
2: She got family. She got yeah. Yeah. I mean, we think, uh, you know, we base it on. and This what we weren't so smart. We sure. saw it afterwards, right? It's not like hey, we knew what we were doing. Oh yeah, yeah. I get it. But you know when when God the Father says. When Jesus is baptized, I said, "This is my son, whom I love. With him, I am yes. well pleased." That's it. Family, unconditional yes. love, purpose beyond ourselves. Yeah. When girls get that, every single one of them, they become abolitionists. They're, yeah. they're helping other girls, and we could we could bore you with story after story after story of how when girls experience that, it changes their lives. It's, oh. it's to be a small part of it. It's so cool.
0: No, I I love that. A, uh, that definitely would not be boring. And I I promise to continue to, you know, share with my audience those stories after stories after stories. Because what what I think is so important is that what you just said, you know, it's not just Americans going to Cambodia to rescue it's like no no, once they're rescued now they can't help but rescue them like themselves they want to go back in there they want to go you know they found freedom you said that this girl you said she's married now
2: yeah she's married to a actually married to a pastor
0: wow Uh,
2: they have uh, they have a great little girl uh, and you know and she's again just such a testimony and she's impactful because when she goes, there's actually two levels. Okay. Um, there's girls that are held with chains, right? They're in behind locked doors. Yeah. We actually have a SWAT team. I think we're the wow. only ministry in the world that has a real it has SWAT team. an actual team. SWAT
0: team. Okay. Team,
2: right. But those are the easy rescues. Right. Right. You knock down a door. I mean, I'm sure they think it's hard. Sure. <laughs> but. <laughs> but but the hard ones are once a girl ages out, in other words, she uh, gets 16, 17, 18, yeah. they don't have as much value. Wow. And they see no value in themselves. So they're not held behind chains. But mm-hmm. they're held with chains of, oh. of shame, right? Poverty, Absolutely. right? Yeah, she she goes into those places. And she helps them break those chains. Yes. And leads yes. them out into a new life, and who yes. could do it better? Who better exactly. than someone? Yeah. Do, no. Right? Yeah. No
0: SWAT. No SWAT team member is going to be able to do that. You know, no. like only somebody that's been there. Um, I love it. I love it, Don. Again, I'm with Don and Bridget Brewster um, from AIM, and just just their organization has been doing such good for so many years. But uh, what I want to get to now uh, is. I would love to know well maybe I don't want to go there yet uh, no no we'll go there in a second let, let me ask you another question first take us take us into kind of you've, you've given us a glimpse as to maybe some current current day uh systems and strategies that you guys have in place um over there, you've got a SWAT team. You've got um, t- tell us maybe a little bit about what what it looks like currently. Do you have one home there? What does kind of the staffing look like? What is uh um what what is kind of current day operations look like for your organization?
1: And to rewind a little bit, I think yeah. it's important to say like when we started, we never advertised. We just had people show up at the gate of that yeah. house with their CVs, and it was wow. all cool. sent by God because we never yeah. advertised, and God sent us best. And the staff that we had, like, all of them were either survivors of the Khmer Rouge or they were born, you know, shortly after during the Civil War years. And so, um, and of course, yeah. a lot of them didn't know about trafficking and about that. Um, so we had to spend that first year there uh, educating them about that and then working together because there was also a bias between the Khmer, the K- Cambodian people and the Vietnamese people. And, and working through the bonds of, of that discrimination they had for each other, yeah. and also about the bonds, about how, how they would feel about a girl uh, rescued out of trafficking, because there's such a stigma on a girl who is not a virgin when she's married, let right. alone all this that happened with them. So it was a year of, of so. growing together and all that, and growing in the Lord. And our staff, they're just amazing, amazing. at the way that they would love those girls. And the way, like a lot of them, we treated by them because the girls come in cursing at them, spitting at them, um, even threatening physical harm. And our staff just loves them and loves them. And and what's so dear is like when we have girls that are reintegrated, how at first there were girls that were like, oh, man, I can't, I got to work with this girl. They cry, you know, when they leave. And it's, you know, and they stay in touch with each other. And so we've been really blessed. We have a lot of the... same staff with us when we first opened, yeah. okay, sixteen years there. ago. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we have um, three restoration well, after Yeah,
2: four with the four transition with a, a transition
1: home. Okay, and um, we have um, house moms, and we have a school on staff. So we have teachers and uh, counselors, social workers. We have security. We have cooks and groundskeepers. So um, with that, that's probably about. 150 150 people 200
2: yeah yeah probably around 150 if you if you take all the programs we have a, yeah. a little over 400 yeah. on staff wow. today yeah, yeah wow. it's crazy we but so so you have the restoration homes you know the four of those you have the uh SWAT team that does rescues and yeah. and we, we the other rescues like the the girls do we call them assisted self rescues. Okay. Right? They need to, you know, but then the deal becomes prevention, right? You don't want this right. to continue happening. Right. And so we built a school for 1,500 students in the trafficking hotspot of Southeast oh. Asia, yeah. back And it's amazing to see what God has done through that. But one of the groups we failed to get were the young men.
0: Mm.
2: Right. Like young men, like we do school, we do healthcare, all yeah. those kind of thing. They don't care about that. Wow. But they love to be kickboxers. Yeah. <laughs> and we opened up the Lord's gym.
0: No uh, way. Yeah,
2: we got a former national champion who's a third generation Christian, which is like impossible. Sure. And we started reaching these guys. So they'd come in and, um. Uh, we'd get guys to stop trafficking, making a a couple thousand a month and take a job, become a boxer and make maybe $200 a month because the honor in Cambodia is so great, right? If you're a kickboxer. And so the gym continues to grow and grow. And so we have like twenty professional kickboxers out of this gym, right? Right. The you got three... your next
0: SWAT team. <laughs> yes, we do.
2: <laughs> we have three national champions. Wow! And the and the uh, and the most recent champion has been selected by the country of Cambodia to represent it in the Asian Games.
0: Wow! And th- so this weird. kid, yeah.
2: this kid's story is crazy. Right, that so the coach is unbelievable. He and his wife, and he realized that if they come to the gym, but they go back to the neighborhood, yeah, they're gonna. It, it, so he said he invites them to live with him.
0: Okay, wow. Now
2: this one kid, just like everybody is afraid of him in this yeah. village, nobody right, and so the coach convinces him to be come to the gym and be a kickboxer, right. And uh, and so and then he invites him to his house and he goes he goes home to his wife and says, hey, uh, you know, I I invited Cloninian to come and live with us. And his (laughs) wife goes, oh, husband, I am so afraid of him. And the coach says, me, too. I am afraid of him. But Jesus said he should come. So he starts tomorrow. (laughs) Now, this is the guy that's going to the Asian Games. He ends yeah. up marrying the coach's sister, wow. they, 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 right? And but what he is now, again, is he's a big influencer in Cambodia because yeah. he's this yeah. big national champion and he's speaking out to protect women no and way. children in care. And Gosh. he has influence. So it's super cool to see that yeah. happen.
0: I um uh, this is so freaking inspiring. I well, what I love about it is just the holistic view uh, and the holistic care that's happening. Not again. Uh, hopefully, my listeners are hearing that this that it's not just rescuing, but it's prevention. Um, it, it's it's preventing it to you know happen, and that takes that takes a lot. You know, it, it takes a, a lot more planning. It takes a lot more infrastructure. It takes a lot more work. Um, and you guys are doing it, and you're doing it really well. Tell us, um, maybe a, a few statistics currently that that maybe can ground some of my listeners into, listen, like, this is what's happening right now in Cambodia. This is what's happening with trafficking today uh, that maybe may spark the heart, a heart or two of people that are listening to the podcast right now so that they know currently and they can just hear it from your lips as you know what's happening in this moment. Alright, so the data ain't gonna lie. Don and Bridget are going to come back in just a minute to what I think is going to give us something that will propel us, data that will propel us into action. Uh, before we get to that, though, can I talk to you guys for just a second about a brand new sponsor here on the Human Hope Podcast. And this sponsor makes me feel like I'm an organized human being, which I'm not. If there's one thing that I'm horrible at, it's making sure I get my ducks in the row. When it comes to anything midlife crisis, <laughs> I'm I'm a a man in his mid 40s and I need life insurance. Policy Genius makes it easy for people like me and people like you to find life insurance policy. So this is what you need to know. If you have anyone relying on your income, you need life insurance. You can save up to 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using policy genius to compare policies policy genius has licensed experts that work for you again this is not the insurance company, so you can trust them to help you navigate every single step of the shopping and buying process this is how it works head to policygenius.com and in a minute you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. Head to policygenius.com and get started right now.
1: Well, I think it's important um, for people to understand that this is like one of the fastest growing and outplacing, placing like the sale of guns and drugs is a sale of people for wow. sex. Like it's billions and billions of dollar industry and people just don't understand just how big it is, how big covert it is like it's hard to keep track of the numbers because it's just so sure under the radar and everything um I was gonna say something just left my head oh this yeah. is postmenopausal brain <laughs> <laughs> I love it I, it's okay to, it can leave
0: and come right back in it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well,
2: yeah the 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 idea of the of the growth and, you know, one of the things we say and, you know, like all those things we have, again, we, it's not like we came like, hey, this is what you need to do to fight trafficking. It's yeah. like we get a girl and, she, you know, we get a rescue. Now she's got to be cared for. Well, we're going right. to reintegrate her. Right. And then, well, wait a minute. We How do we stop it from happening? So it was like one thing at a time. But the one thing we did learn that that can help anywhere in the world. That is if that holistic and model, and it doesn't have to be one organization, right? Sure. But organizations join together. You can actually see a reduction in trafficking. Wow. wow. Cause otherwise you do good things otherwise, right? Like to, to right. that's a cool thing. Makes but sense. if you get them working simultaneously in a coordinated way, you can yep. actually see trafficking reduced yep the other reduction thing honestly is is uh demand
0: okay
2: right if if uh nobody wanted to buy these kids yeah then be nobody sell. so the the problem is us right men Mm. so the the immediate answer is to get rid of all men right personally personally i'm against it (laughs) but uh but the idea that men don't see I think it particularly within the church is so many men are using pornography.
0: Yeah. And
2: it fuels sex trafficking, they they don't realize that click is hurting some kid in a foreign country, or maybe in your own backyard. Mm -hmm. Wow. And wow. So that's another area that we hope to work uh, going forward is working with the church to really address that issue. Yeah. And it's
1: growing among the population of women too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you guys are, are, are all of your homes and all the work that you do in Cambodia specifically?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. We, we do, we, are, we are working um, in Belize. We're just getting ready to open up in Belize. Okay. Uh, but wow. that, that's in pro We have a team yeah. planted there and getting ready. Yeah. Uh, and w- as we travel a- around the states and speak, we're also trying to get the church involved in some other preventative methods. Like in, in the US, most of the victims uh, come from foster families. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, wow. isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. so uh, there's uh, foster kids in uh, need, they have what's called a court appointed special advocate. Okay. And that's an easy job. Every foster kid should have one. And yeah. so that's an easy way to get involved beyond giving like, and we're all for giving, and there's great organizations be, besides ours. And we all need people to give and help financially. But once you've done that, you can take a next step by getting involved in your own area by doing something like that, or even better okay. becoming a foster family. Right. Being, wow. Providing a home that that prevents that kid from ever being trafficked. So there's yeah. we're trying to work on that here stateside as well.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think that, you know, it is so important for myself and my listeners to know that, you know, because sometimes you just feel so stuck right you see this problem is just like snowballing i mean it happened last summer with you know everything that's happening in america and around the world and so many people just felt so stuck and what i love that you're giving us are tactical concrete things that can actually happen you know and here's the thing like it is going to be uncomfortable i want i want us to imagine that we're the 300 people uh, at that first little meeting that that you had and how easy it could be for us to be like Wow, you know, that 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 was really inspirational. I'll I'll be praying for Don and Bridget and you know and that organization, which by all means do. Like, yes, mm-hmm. like we, uh, you guys will accept that. Uh yes. but you know, I, I would love I would love for my listeners to um I'll just be honest. I would love for them if they if they feel led to to head over to your website. You know, head over and I think I want to save the website. Oh no, I pulled it up and now it's gone. Um oh here it is. No, it is aimfree.org um yes. and and there is is there a way for people if they want to donate to uh what you guys are doing can they do it from the website
2: yes a- a- absolutely and and okay. you know we we love people to join our village those, those yes. monthly supporters nice. yeah. because it's you know there's there's so many things like cambodia right now in covid it isn't an issue of illness from the, from it. What the issue is um, that there's no tourism. The most vulnerable children we protect are stateless people. Those stateless people uh, to, to survive recycle the recyclers, yeah. right They're And the kids yeah. go out at night. Tourism is down 80%. There's nothing wow. to recycle. Yeah. And, Right. So to prevent these kids from being trafficked, we're doing more humanitarian aid than ever okay. into those communities. So sure. People giving on a monthly basis, you know, we'll take it anyway. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But no, but, people, but to,
0: that's great to hear that. That is that that is more helpful for you guys, uh, like as a monthly kind of supporter. Um, what what did you say you called them? Uh, part of the the village, village. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I love that villa the the villagers, um, the aim villagers with our with our our village heads, Dawn and Bridget Brewster, making sure every single night that our tiki torches are lit by our little village huts. <laughs> I uh, I love that. I appreciate it, guys. Um, this has been uh, really stirring for me uh, i i've I've wanted desperately to talk to you guys for a long time I'm so glad that we we've been able to do that if there's if there's anything else that you know you guys feel like is is still kind of pressing on your hearts that you'd love to share I would love to give you an opportunity to do that and then also I'd love to just you know ask you quite simply do you have the whole podcast is called human hope do you have hope that this could be something that we see an end to?
2: I I definitely do. Um, I think that mm. honestly, it, you know the, there'd be some obviously would argue against what I'm saying, but the truth is there's not that many people involved. Wow, right? Yeah. When you take a look at the number of people involved in trafficking versus the Once. ones fighting it,' uh, it's horribly outnumbered, yeah. right? Wow. If you look at the amount of dollars that are spent to buy kids, versus the dollars that are spent to protect kids. Wow. You know. And so when you start talk when you start talking that, and then of course, you know, uh nothing is impossible for our God. That that, that right. might maybe right, that yeah. might be more important, yeah. but but yeah. but there is a way. And uh, you know, we're we're encouraged because we've been able to see things, good things happen and girls' lives yeah. transformed. I mean, these are it's like we have uh uh, a couple thousand daughters now yeah right? wow yeah and, and, and
1: hundreds of grandkids yeah
2: yeah, yes, yeah. we're getting a right lot of grandkids right now, now.
1: <laughs> but i think what's important uh, i hope people take away from this is like um if you feel god has laid something on your heart and yes and even if people tell you you know like i don't have initials after my name i'm not a counselor mm. i'm not a teacher i'm not a doctor i'm not a lo-. And we were told by that one organization, just go home, because we weren't qualified to do anything. But God, he does right. it all. He He brought so many qualified people alongside us that had the initials after their names that, mm-hmm. that could do it. And um, amazing people. And, I mean, yeah, it, God, it's all God. He did it all, yeah. because there I was. I'm not going back there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love
2: it. Well, you, you know what I what's really you find out is those things that so many people are asking for you to have. Yeah. Those are the easy things. Right. Right. That that's not a hard thing. Finding people who will open their hearts and love these kids, Mm -hmm. no matter what, that'll put up with all the stuff you have to put up with. Yeah. That'll suffer alongside them. Yeah. That's the hard part. And anybody can do that. You don't yeah. need any special skills, right. right? You that's just need right. a heart open to God and love these yeah. kids. And you'll, you'll, you'll build world changers out of that. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, it's, it's pretty dang cool.
0: So good. Pretty dang cool. I think that's a perfect way uh, to end this. Cause I think that you, you guys, Don and Bridget are pretty dang cool. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and I've just, I'm just, again, I'm honored. I'm grateful that you would trust me with an hour of your time and uh, just so everyone listening knows these guys have the low sweat stamp of approval. They are the real deal. And I just, I, I believe in everything you guys are doing. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time. And we, can I actually pray for you guys? If you guys want yeah, be on, awesome. on the podcast, Thank you. let me just Thank do you. that. Lord, I just, I just come right now and I just declare over Don and Bridget and actually the whole team at aim just an acceleration of the goal. I, I just I pray that 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 when I I'm so grateful when I asked Don, like, do you think this can be eradicated? Jesus, he just he said absolutely like there was no hesitation and so i pray that that absolutely is something that comes to fruition in our lifetime that we with our eyes get to see this eradicated from the face of the earth bless them keep them in good health and continue to bless their ministry in your name we pray amen amen, amen. Thank, thank you carlos you so we really appreciate yeah. you taking time thank for you guys us. Yeah. absolutely L-E-G-E-N-D-S, or is it L-E-G-A-N-D-S, legends, legends? How do you spell legend? I don't know how you spell it. I know how you spell it. D-O-N and B-R-I-D-Jet, Bridget. That's how you spell it. These guys are legends in my book. What did I say? Oh my gosh, I'm ready to go conquer planet Earth for the sake of humans that need rescuing. (sighs) To think that there's actually women and children that are sold for sex today I mean, I know we talk about this, but it really blows my mind like today, right now. And it fires me up and it lets me know that we've got to do something. And when I say we, I mean, me and you, the human hope listener. I mean, AIM is doing whatever it takes, right? So what do you think? Now, how do we do it? One of the most impactful parts of the conversation was when they talked about that piece about the crazy amount of money being thrown at exploiting women and children. I think it's disgusting, but it's true. It's that sex trafficking is a multi-billion dollar industry. And honestly, the amount of resources going towards saving women and children, it just doesn't match up. But we, the Human Hope Familia, me and you, we can do something to change it. We can reverse the power of a dollar by doing something that they just asked us to do. We become part of the village. So here's the deal. For $10 a month, you guys can join The Village. Trust me, I have betted this organization up and down. Your money is going to help save women and children from trafficking. $10 a month. The Village, it's Ames community of monthly donors. These people are doing whatever it takes to end evil trafficking. And you can join them in that fight. It's a tiny, tiny sacrifice. That is two venti skinny hazelnut lattes for most of us, but it can literally transform someone's life from darkness to light. So what I want you to do is to please be a part of that work and the story. You can check out aim free. That's a I M free.org slash Carlos slash Carlos. C-A-R-L-O-S. That's aimfree.org slash Carlos. And you can join me because I'm part of it. I'm part of the village. I'm doing my 10 bucks a month. You can join me in the work of Freedom Alongside AIM. You can also check out incredible stories of transformation and follow along to see how lives are changed through AIM. Friends, join this fight. There's lots of great organizations. I ask that you trust me when it comes to this one. It is going to change someone's life. All right, friends, that is it. Thank you so much for hanging out. Episode 13 of the Human Hope Podcast. You know what I need from you? I need you to go down in the show notes and leave me your best clean joke. It is time next Thursday for another Clean Jokes with Carlos on the Human Hope podcast. And I've got a conversation that you're not going to want to miss. So from your fam here at Human Hope, thanks for hanging out with me, Don, and Bridget. And we will see you next time on Human Hope.